the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. Watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I am Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles at wnd.com. That's World Net Daily. Also on barbwire.com and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to order my book, written especially for teens, which has just been published in its revised and expanded second edition. And it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. And there's a lot to talk about today, but I want to take a moment to do something first that I should do much more often on this program than I do, and that's to mention and make sure that you know that I do a four-minute commentary Monday through Friday right here on WRFD, both on 880 AM and 104.5 FM, and it airs at 1020 AM. So in those commentaries, I try to cover some of the latest news items on the pro-life issue, sex education, the homosexual agenda in our schools and in our country, and religious freedom, and so on, and a bit sometimes about Ohio and national politics. So be sure to tune in at 1020 a.m. each weekday morning, and as with this show, you can also listen, if you don't catch it live, you can go to our archive page, and that's at the WRFD website, which is thewordcolumbus.com. And we also have a link from missionamerica.com. So this was a very busy week for concerned parents. And I will tell you what information I have at this point about the results of the sex ed sit-out, which was held on Monday, April 23rd. Now, we also this week had the Day of Silence and then the Day of Silence walkout on Friday, April 27th. Now, I do not at this point have feedback about the Day of Silence because I am recording this show before that Friday. So uh, be sure and 
stay tuned in upcoming commentaries and shows and also my articles to get uh, feedback about the uh, Day of Silence walkout. Mission America was one of the sponsoring organizations of the Day of Silence walkout, which is not technically a walkout, but a stay home day to avoid the left wing and pro-homosexual politics our kids would be forced to endure even during the silent protest at school that day. So make sure you tune in later and um, we will be telling you what happened on that day. But as far as the sex ed sit-out goes, there were major events in a number of cities. This was primarily a protest as well as another Keep Your Kids at Home Day. And there were events in Charlotte, North Carolina, in Austin and San Antonio, Texas, in Indianapolis, Evansville, and Bloomington, Indiana, in Decorah, Iowa, in Martinsburg, West Virginia, in Anaheim and Garden Grove, California, as well as Sacramento. And then worldwide, they were also holding events in Canada in many locations, Vancouver, Calgary, Victoria, also in the UK, in London, and in Mulgrave, Victoria, which is in Australia. So for the first year, I think that's pretty amazing. And there were many, many media stories on the sit out in advance of the day, and there have been quite a few already right after the results of the day. And of course, I'm assuming that many of you know the reasons for such a sit-out, that sex education in this country has become, quite obviously, when you start looking at it closely, a complete cesspool of pornography and high-risk behavior sold to our children as supposedly medically accurate and inclusive. And indeed, the devil is in the details. That latter word, inclusive, is because the LGBTQI, etc. activists have joined forces with Planned Parenthood and demanded that even 6th and 7th graders learn how to have anal sex responsibly, which is totally impossible, and how age-inappropriate is that for these kids? That grade schoolers learn that they have the choice to change genders, which is nightmare material for little kids. These kids become confused. They become very unsettled and insecure. But what do these people care? They don't care. No, they don't even understand most of the time how little kids think because many of them have no interest in or very much experience with little children. The advocates, these sex education teachers, on this side anyway, not the abstinence, accurate and authentic abstinence, sexual risk avoidance teachers, but the teachers of the Planned Parenthood Comprehensive Sex Education, and that's what we're talking about here. That's the reason for the sex ed sit-out. This type of sex education is graphic and totally disregards long-term welfare for children. And in fact, they believe that teens and adolescents having sex is a positive thing, and these kids' rights should be defended. No interest in, again, the long-term welfare of kids and the fact that virtually every study shows that children and teens who become sexually active have a whole host of other life problems that accompany that. So nobody really wants this who is a person of common sense and reason and who really cares about kids. So anyway, from what we can learn from the first media 
reports, the sex ed sit out was quite a success, and we can all give a great deal of the credit for that to our own Central Ohio activist mommy, Elizabeth Johnston, whom God has really called to this issue. She's a real dynamo, and we are all the better for her actions, her networking, her great enthusiasm, and her winsome and humble attitude through the whole thing. And so here's a clip from the rally in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mothers. I am a mad mama bear. Pastors. We will not allow you to do what you want to do with our children. And concerned community members took to the podium in Uptown Charlotte on Monday evening. The superintendent and the school district are ignoring the parents of Charlotte. They're asking Charlotte Mecklenburg schools to change their sex education curriculum. Parents here call it, quote, a sex guide. They're demanding the removal of any material that is explicit. This rally is part of the national campaign Sex Ed Sit Out, where kids stayed out of school Monday in support of a toned down sex ed policy. In response, CMS told Fox 46 Charlotte, quote, Parents can opt their students out of sexual education classes offered through CMS schools. They also provided the sex education policy, which includes topics such as abstinence, STDs, and effective contraceptive methods for preventing pregnancy. Critics rallying also want to see an end to programs in favor of the LGBTQ community. CMS has the Welcoming Schools program, which officials said supports members of the LGBTQ community in schools by trying to decrease bias bullying. National conservative blogger Elizabeth Johnston, a.k.a. activist mommy, attended the rally to speak out against CMS. I represent hundreds of thousands of mama bears across the globe, and we have had enough. You have pushed us too far, and you have met your match. Okay, and of course, the school district, in, in that clip you just heard, their explanation, they glossed over what is actually taught and kept saying, oh, you can opt your kids out. That's what we constantly hear. Um, you shouldn't be teaching this stuff in the first place if it's pornographic and inaccurate and leads children to the idea that they can, you know, they can have hookup sex and inclusive homosexual sex and all of it can be done safely and managed well. Um, that's really the takeaway message. Well, they, they glossed over what's actually taught. They also sugarcoated uh, what they mentioned there, the so-called welcoming schools curriculum, which is now being taught in Charlotte, what they don't tell you is that it is a pro-homosexual and pro-transgender program for grade school children, totally disregards any other viewpoint other than, oh yeah, these are wonderful lifestyles and um, people have families and moms and moms and dads and dads and moms and their transgender other partner of whatever persuasion and so on, and that this is supposed to be good for kids. This is for grade school children, and it's a product of the human rights campaign, folks. The largest homosexual activist group in this country, extremely radical activist group that peddles total misinformation. It's all about promoting these deviant practices and now even to little children. So school districts are taking lesson plans now directly from groups who are distributing and peddling perversion to children. That is where we are and that is why this effort is so needed. 
Planned Parenthood, of course, is involved in many of these comprehensive sex education curricula and advocates for youth and SICUS, all of whom promote abortion. Even for middle school age girls, they believe abortion is fine and contraception is fine and hooking up is fine. It all can be managed carefully starting in about seventh grade. No, this is why we must get this obscenity out of our schools the sooner the better. Well, there were many other favorable or at least fair articles covering the sex ed sit-out. And here's one from the Washington Times. It also started out talking about the Charlotte schools, and it started out with this, relating this anecdote. Quote, Mom, you won't believe what my teacher's talking about right now. That is the text message Regina Young, a parent in North Carolina's Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, said she received from her seventh grade daughter one day. Before I could even respond to her text, Ms. Young said she told me how uncomfortable she was to hear her teacher tell stories about her transgender home. Ms. Young was just one parent who participated Monday in the sex ed sit-out. Unquote. So then there was the opposite media coverage. One event reacted to the sex ed sit out with students holding a video program called Sex Ed Live at the same time. I think this was also held on Monday, the 23rd, put together by Advocates for Youth, which is a, a pro abortion, pro homosexual group. And just so we're clear, Advocates for Youth and this Uh, Sex Ed Live are people advocating, teens themselves advocating for being sexually active. They believe this is a right and increasingly it's becoming a social justice issue, if you can believe it. Um, and also, we somehow they always manage to bring in uh, ethnicity and race into everything as if, you know, this is an issue of people of color and women of color. Guess what? All young women, all teenagers benefit from abstinence and waiting until marriage. So you can't gloss over the pornography by bringing in the race issue. I'm sorry. But here, anyway, I'm going to quote from what this counter event said. This was um, featured on Jezebel.com, which you can imagine that's that's a lovely site. Um, here's what one of the Sadie from the Young Women of Color for Reproductive Justice Leadership Council said she addressed the abstinence-only model that constitutes so much of sex ed in this country, and I'm quoting her, not everybody wants to be abstinent, she said before adding that at the end of the day, most young people are engaging in sexual intercourse to have fun. Unquote. And here's what the article goes on to say. These kinds of statements of basic fact are exactly the kind of thing that terrify abstinence-only advocates and the best way to explode their graphic gender-bending lies is to show sex ed as it actually is. Unquote. And they're referring there to the fact that Elizabeth Johnston and others have described the radical sex ed going on as being graphic and gender bending, which it is. Okay, so the problem is that kids having sexual intercourse to have fun ignores the realities of the results and outcomes of sexual intercourse, pregnancy, the temptation to have an abortion, a child out of wedlock. It becomes a human rights abuse. And speaking of abuse, 
teenage sexuality is fraught with problems of abuse. The problem is, is that describing sex as it actually is, is that it's almost never revealed in the media because it's so graphic. Well, friends, we are going to continue this in our next segment. And this is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We're talking about the sex ed sit-out and the media reports on that. And we're also talking about one other big event coming up and some very radical religious freedom challenging legislation. Stay with us here on Mission America Radio. We will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today about various things, the sex ed sit-out, and we're covering some of the media coverage on that, and also the Day of Silence walkout, but I don't have reports in from that because it hasn't happened yet. I'm recording this before that day, so I will make sure I give you a report on that day and what happened in schools around the nation after I receive those reports. But as I covered in the last part of the last segment, you know, these kids on this counter event that countered the sex ed sit-out, which was called Sex Ed Live, of course, they're advocates for the most graphic and pornographic sex ed, I guess. It's very sad because these are kids. And what happened to wholesomeness? Where along the line did they become corrupted? These kids are apparently either being exploited by a group advocates for youth. Their name is a complete lie. They're not advocates for the best long-term welfare for kids. They are advocates for radical sexual practices and a corruption agenda is what they are doing. These are kids that are now jaded. So jaded, they don't find this stuff shocking. They are desensitized, which is, of course, a big part of the problem. Adolescents who are already so la-di-da about sex that I'm sure that's not the only area in which they don't find the joy, the wonder that is embedded in the world that God has created. You know, these are kids who probably have lost an ability to appreciate true goodness and honor. These are spiritual issues that come from the heart of God. And our kids, when they are corrupted early, they dismiss the reality of the real, authentic, one true God. And as a result, become very tied to this world. Well, if you're tied to this world, that's a sad life. You are in bondage to the material and to the here and the now, and this is all there is. That's really empty. It's very sad when you lose that early on. Now, the good news is that some of these kids, God will be able to reach if they open their hearts to him and to the truth. But many of them will become activists. And the sad thing is they may never know there's another way to live, one that brings everlasting life and true joy. I am just hoping and praying, and I ask you to pray with me, that these kids would be uncorrupted, would know that there's a much, much better way to live. So I'm going to move on to something completely different. And again, another shocking issue and event going on. As you are listening to this program today, Saturday, there is something happening in Cleveland that started yesterday that you should know about. It's beyond shocking. It's a convention that goes until tomorrow called CLAW, 
which stands for Cleveland Leather Awareness Weekend. And it's not a small group. It's about 3,000 mostly men who are doing perverted and unbelievably unspeakable things, teaching each other how to be pretend slaves and dogs. Yes, for sexual pleasure. It's sadomasochism. This is bondage, so-called. They're dealing in bodily fluids and waste products, and that's as much detail as I'm going to give. It's a group of people that meets every so often. They call themselves a charity. This is all taking place at the Weston and Hampton Inns in downtown Cleveland. These, At least one of the hotels is probably sold out So there are quite a few people who are involved in this stuff. If you think I'm exaggerating, go to our website at missionamerica.com. I have an article on this where there are links to my friend Peter LaBarbera who reported on this. And there's a specific reason, another, besides the fact that you may want to make some phone calls. This is a public health nightmare. Do you want to patronize the Weston and Hampton Inns after this? I certainly am disinclined to do so. There's a very another very specific reason for me reporting on this. This group, CLAW, has filed as a charity, which is such a farce, but there it is. And as such, for each of these conventions they hold, they make a profit and then they make donations to other groups. And most of them, as you might imagine, are homosexual and sexual anarchist groups along the lines of what they do. But there's one that we should pay attention to. It's GLSEN. Yes, GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, a group that claims to be all about the safety of kids, especially those who identify as homosexual or who want to change the sex of their birth, which you can never do. This is the group that's the sponsor of the Day of Silence. I think it's a sad coincidence that these two things are happening on the same weekend, at least in Cleveland. The Day of Silence is that day of silent protest, which mourns and wails over bullying, violence. And here's a group who are pretending to be bullies and slaves for sexual pleasure. I mean, there's irony upon irony in this and lies, which the whole homosexual LGBT movement is built upon. But Glisten accepts a donation from a group that teaches men to beat each other, to put each other in chains and lead each other around like animals. I mean, come on, this is sick and insane, and Glisten should send back the donation that they received. I doubt they will refuse because, like most of this movement, it is built upon depravity, lying to others, lying to themselves, abuse of others, even if they try to control it, which this these people are doing. This is quite obviously the work of Satan. And we must try to save our communities from this filth, this pollution. This is not sustainable friends, this kind of depraved, inhumane activity. If you'd like to make a few phone calls, like to the Weston and Hampton Inns, I invite you to go to our website again and read the article that I've posted on this event and follow the links. There's another huge issue on the horizon, and I don't think I'll have much time to talk about it today. Just keep tuned in to our future articles and commentaries, but this bill moving through the California legislature, AB 2943, this very radical anti-Christian pro-homosexual bill, probably the most radical in that nature in U.S. 
history. It has passed one branch of their the California legislature, their House, and it is now going to be going to their Senate. It essentially would ban any advertising for any counseling, any service, any materials, any probably books that are published that make a case for leaving homosexuality and gender confusion. My book, Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality, does that. It is available for sale in California. This is another example of LGBT fascism. We are praying that it does not pass, even though there are assurances from the sponsor of the bill that, oh no, this will never apply to churches and religious organizations and free speech. We do not believe this person, and we have many reasons and a long track record now of not believing what radical homosexual activists, even if they are in positions as lawmakers, tell us and promise us. Their promises mean nothing. So pray about this bill. I will keep you posted. I just ask you, friends, to always remember, always remember that with God, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn delivered for the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.